You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Tyler, we're 17 days away from kickoff. What do you think? Oh, man, I am jacked. You know, I say this probably every year, but I don't know the last time I was this excited for a Husker season. And these coaches have done nothing to tamper my expectations. From the clips we saw from Media Day of the physicality to Scott Frost talking and all Noah Vedral coming out to comparing this to year two at UCF. Like, I mean, this is our year, guys. This is our year. This is our year. Derek, how are you doing? Oh, I I get made fun of at work all the time because I have it break I, I break it down in hours every day while I'm at work, and we're now under 400 hours, boys. Like we're getting close. Like this is so exciting. I, and Tyler, you know I'm I'm with you, man. And we uh, this is the most excited. I've, no, we're always excited every year. Every year. Every year. I, I said it last year, and then we sucked. But this is this is a year that I am the most excited for in a long time. So. <laughs> See, this I'll, is I'll just say it again. But, Whatever. Eventually, it's going to have to be right. But I will tell you this: Is there any event that like you are as excited for as you are like beginning a football season? Like, like I I become like less focused in my life. Like it is twenty four seven football right now. Like, yeah. and, and and after that that first Saturday, waking up to college game day and that very first one. Oh, my God, there is nothing better in the world. Yeah, I, I got to tell you guys, though. I mean, I went to the doctor the other day, and uh, they're, they're telling me I need to quit drinking so much Kool-Aid because apparently drinking six gallons of sugar water isn't good for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, uh, so uh, for our listeners out there, we do have some exciting news to report next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's excellent news for us. Uh, it's we're really excited. Uh, back to the show. The last two weeks, we've done a Big Ten preview. We did the East and we did the West, and we promised that we would do the Husker season preview this week, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do like an over-under on all the major categories, offensive categories and defensive categories. So that should be a lot of fun. Now, when to come up with these over-under numbers, what we did is we took the last six games of 2018 – and average the stats there. So why did we do that? Well, everybody talks about a tale of two seasons under Scott Frost's first year. Started off the year 0-6, but somewhere we clicked and we just turned it on for the second half. And, you know, we finished the season 4-2 and record. So we'll use these numbers here as just kind of an over-under reference point. Well, Derek, I, I, another reason that we're, we're, we did it that way, too, is this is what the media is basing all of the hype off of is how good Nebraska looked in those last six games. And so, so all of the hype is built off of how he played in those last six games. Absolutely. So yeah, this is absolutely why we came up with these numbers. So let's uh, start here. Uh, we're going to look at rushing offense, uh, 225 yards a game, which would have ranked 19th last year. Overall in 2018, Nebraska's rushing offense finished the year 28th at 209 yards a game. So, Derek, 
225 yards a game in rushing, over or under? You know, I'm really concerned about our running backs right now still. Like, can Maurice Washington play? We won't know. Uh, I went through and I kind of looked at everybody's defense from last year of all the opponents that we play this year. And most of the defenses we play haven't given up a lot of yards. In fact, there were only like three teams that didn't give up, that gave up more than the 225 yards that were that we averaged. So I, I got to go slightly under on this. I still think there's going to be some teams will will beat their average, but I think there's going to be some teams that'll, that'll slow our run down still, especially not knowing what we have at running back. So I'm going to go slightly under on that 225. Note to self, I'm not going to start with Stat Boy on any of these because <laughs> you know he looked up everything. <laughs> Tyler, over uh, over or under on rushing offense, 225 yards. First of all, I'm all good going to Stat Boy because he, he's, he's going to hit you with the numbers. I, I'm going to hit you with the emotion, which as the account of the bunch, <laughs> I don't know how that's my role. Uh, I'm with Derek on this. I got under here. I mean – yeah, I think there there is concerns I have on the line. I, I do. I think you look at what we have there. I think our interior line losing Gerald Foster and Tanner Farmer. I, I don't know if we have the horses to win that race and see massive improvement there. Divine Zigbo over the last, last six games, he was on fire. I mean, he was torching anyone. And to keep up that pace, even though I am high on the uh, ability of Mo Washington this year, I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, you look at this offense this year especially in the running game you take offensive line aside we got some backs i think i I like Dedrick mills i love maurice washington and adrian martinez is going to be a factor in the running game i just think to hold up that 225 yards of pace i i just don't see this offense even coming close to that number well we actually all agree uh i have under also and i i think the uh the philosophy of the Offense is going to change quite a quite a bit now that they have the skilled players in positions. Uh, I think uh, you're going to see a lot of these running backs, you know, catching more balls out of the backfield, and that's where those yards are going to come from. 225 yards a game—that's that's just a lot, and we didn't do that very often last year. We we had a few, we did do it, but I mean, that's that's a really tough uh, to stretch. Hey, uh, Derek, who do you think the leading rusher is going to be? Oh, Justin, you're going to cringe at this, and I and I honestly really hope I'm wrong. I think Adrian Martinez is going to lead us. Mm. I, I again, I I hear good things about uh, Dedrick Mills. I, I know he he's a good runner, but even Ryan Held made a comment the other day that you know he's going to get you yards. He's going to do. He's he's a hard running back. You're not going you're not going to arm tackle this guy. But he's also not the guy that's going to take off on a 60-yard run on you either. So I don't know how – I mean, he's going to get some yards. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and, again, more Washington situation. I don't know what it's going to end up being. Uh, Ramirez Johnson's kind of making a name for himself a little bit. Uh, but, again, I don't I don't know who's going to get those carries. And I think that playbook's going to open up, and I don't think they're going to try and hold Martinez back as much as they did last year. And I think you're going to see him run the ball maybe on scrambles as much as anything. So, Okay. Tyler, who do you think is going to lead? Well, you know, 
I, I'll, before I get to my answer, I just want to comment. It's not just the, um, you know, the Adrian Martinez opening up, but I think you also got to look at the depth at quarterback. I got to believe the coaches feel a little bit more comfortable if worst case scenario, Adrian Martinez did get banged up. I mean, they do have got, they do got weapons, but I'm going to go with Maurice Washington. Derek, everything you say is true. His status is up in the air until about a month ago. I, I didn't let myself really believe he's going to be there. But one of the biggest factors for me to really, really get behind this team is the fact that I think he is going to play. I think he's going to play a lot this year. Last year, the young man rushed for 5.9 yards a carry. And I feel like you're going to see a lot more of him on the field this year. The The brief clips that we've seen, he's looked very decisive in the backfield with the cuts he's made. We know he's athletic. Is he still a little undersized? Probably, but I, I got an outside shot at him being a thousand yard rusher if he can play all 12 games. So um, I, I'm very hyped on Maurice Washington this year. A thousand yard rusher, really? Yeah. Tyler, I think you're wrong. No, I, I think I think the correct answer is Dedrick Mills. I think he's our only pure running back on the roster right now. Now, I will say, though, I think Maurice Washington will have more total yards. I think Maurice Washington, what he adds to to it is uh, the receptions. He can be used uh, out of the backfield or line up as a receiver. He's going to get some receiving yards where Diedrich Mills isn't going to have the receiving yards. He's just a pure running back. That's it. Uh, well, okay, let's let's stop. Why don't why are you so down on Maurice Washington? Why don't you think he can be a pure running back? Because I don't think they're going to use him that way. I think that Diedrich Mills. He's a uh, one-trick pony with running the ball, but Maurice Washington, he's got multiple tricks. He's he definitely right, definitely right. So that's I why mean, he's going to play. That's why he's going to play more. Yeah, he's going to be more explosive. I again, I, I'm not seeing this guy as a, you know, a three, you know, whatever, four hundred touch type guy. I mean, I'm not. I don't think he's going to be a pounder, three yards a carry guy. But you know, you give that young man two hundred carries, I think he can make it happen. Okay, Derek. Well, I'm going to tell you this, Tyler. I, I I don't know where your numbers are adding up here, but if you have Maurice Washington with a thousand yards, and you think Adrian Martinez is still going to get his running yards, you to go under on that 225 seems really shocking because I think Wondell Robinson is going to get some running yards. I think uh, J.D. Spielman will end up with a little bit of running yards, probably not enough to really make a big difference. But Dedrick Mills is going to have some running yards. If we have a thousand yard rusher, I think we're probably hitting that at least close to the over on that two twenty five. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, you, you do two. What is it? Two twenty five. That'd be about twenty seven hundred yards. That boy. Is that my math? Is correct? I pretty, mean, cl- pretty close. But you got over. A, you got almost half of them from one guy. You got like a third of them from one guy. Okay, and then Adrian Martinez. If Adrian Martinez even hits what he hit last year, you're looking at almost another 700 yards on top of that. So we still need a thousand more yards between Diedrich Mills, all that stuff. I just don't see it. I just don't think we're going to come close to that. Again, I think I I said he's pushing for a thousand. So I've got Maurice Washington in that 900 to 1050 range. I again, I I think that I I will be a little bit surprised if we don't have much more impact than from two or three guys out of the backfield. I'm sticking to my guns. If if we have a 1,000-yard rusher next year, if we don't hit that, two, we'll be at between 215 and 225 average a game. We, we, you know what, though? We hit a 1,000-yard rusher last year. 
we didn't hit twenty seven. We didn't hit two twenty five yards a game for the season last year. We got more Good running point. backs that are willing that are capable this year. I just don't. I just don't have a lot of faith in them just yet. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, moving on to the passing offense. Uh, final six games of last year, two hundred forty seven yards a game, which would have ranked fifty first last year. Uh, overall. Nebraska was 51st at 247 yards a game. So we just continued our passing offense. First six games, last six games, it was we're dead even. Uh, that was pretty interesting. We're pretty consistent there. Uh, Derek, what do you see out of the passing offense, over or under? I, I see a big over on this. I, I see this being a huge over. I, you know, I, I know you guys kind of mock me and laugh at me when I talk about another guy stepping up. But we got so many capable wide receivers, and, t- and, and Tro- uh, Troy Walters talked about it tonight about how how many guys that can play on the outside. He's got six or seven guys that he thinks can play on the outside at wide receiver right now. And guys, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, even without like, I mean, Cade Warner is is one guy that I think could be effective this year, and he's not going to be our top receiver by any stretch of imagination. But we got J.D. Spielman. We got Jerome Woodyard, who hasn't made a big name for himself, but he's had a year in the system. Think he'll improve. Mike Williams is another one, and that's not even to mention any of the young guys like uh, Andre Hunt and Darian Chase and uh, Demarion Houston, Jamie Nance, and that's not bringing up uh, uh, Wondell Robinson and, and Kenavai Noah. Like these guys, there's a lot of guys out here that should be able to step up, and I think. I think there's going to be a lot. It's going to be pretty tough to cover all these guys when we start doing a lot of passing. Tyler, over over or under 247 yards a game passing? I got over. I'm, I'm with Derek on this one. I think, you know, you look at guys like Zach Taylor and Tanner Lee. I think Adrian Martinez is coming for your place in the record books. I don't think he's going to hit Joe Gans just yet, but I, I think Adrian Martinez is in for a big year. Derek said it very well there. I mean, I think the number of weapons are bigger, but I think the bigger thing is year two in the offense. Let, let, let's go back in time for a minute, everyone. What were we thinking about Adrian Martinez this time last year? We were thinking he was the runner who couldn't throw, and Tristan Jebbia was the passer. He right. surprised all of us last year with how good he was throwing the ball. I mean, his accuracy was very nice last year. Um, he completed 64% of his passes. I mean, do you remember when that was like a big benchmark of hitting 60% of his passes? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was a benchmark, and he did that, and that doesn't even get brought up. And this is when we thought he was just a runner. You give you give the quarterback gurus in Nebraska, you give Scott Frost with the success he's had year two with a quarterback, I, I think this guy is going to be a lot better in the passing game. I, I'm not as sold as Derek on the weapons around him, but they're going to be fine. I mean, you still have J.D. Spielman who – is among the three or four best wide receivers in the Big Ten. I mean, I I, I just I, I truly believe that he's going to have a big year throwing that ball. Derek, okay, and another big reason I think this is this number jumps up quite a bit is remember last year we also had a Michigan game and a Michigan State game where we literally had no yards against either one of those two defenses because they were great defenses. We don't face a defense like that this year. Other than the only teams out there are Wisconsin and, and Iowa that, that held teams to under 200 yards passing per game. Uh, other than that, everybody we had 8 out of 12 teams gave up 240 yards or more. 
and five of those 12 teams that were getting ready to play, I'm sorry, had 230 or more, and five, five of those eight had 240 yards or more that they averaged on defense. These defenses are, are a, a little suspect when it comes to, to pass defense, and some of them will improve, some of them will get worse. I think it'll balance out. Uh, but, yeah, I think this number gets big for Nebraska. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm over as well, just with all the weapons uh, that Scott Frost has put around Adrian Martinez. Uh, they may not be, you know, A-plus guys, but there's a lot of good dudes out there. Uh, so I think we're all in agreement that J.D. Spielman will lead Nebraska in receiving yards this year. Who do you think will start? Who do you think will come in second for most receiving yards, Tyler? You know, I'm not going to go with a wide receiver here. I'm going to go with a tight end. I think Jack Stoll is going to be the guy. Um, you know, I, I've probably not given the kid as much kudos as what I really feel of him. I, I, I believe that there's a lot of depth at tight end, and the you know he's probably not clearly the number one guy. But I think when you look at this, I, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I will say I do expect the drop-off between J.D. Spielman and whoever number two is to be a pretty big drop-off in production. But I, I do think Jack Stoll is going to be the guy. I could see him being like a 400-yard, possibly pushing that 500-yard pace. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more by committee this year. Derek? Oh, my goodness. You blow me away, Tyler. You laughed at me and mocked me when I talked about Jack Stoll being a, a, a big receiver for us next year. I talked about him having maybe 600 yards. And you were, oh, no way. That guy, there's no way he's getting close to that. I, okay. Uh, you know what? I, I got Kunavai Noah. I, I think this guy, he's very experienced in a, in a, in a Pac-12 school, in, in a school that doesn't even really pass the ball that much. Last year, he was the third leading receiver on that team. He was hurt for four of the games. He had 369 yards. The next guy that was ahead of him, had uh, 378 yards. So he was just 10 yards ahead of him, and he played in 13 games rather than nine. Uh, their leading receiver had 502 yards. I mean, this guy played in a lot less games and was still almost one of their leading receivers. I, this, this, kid, this kid's better than you think he is. I, I think he's speedy. I think, I think uh, Big Ten teams will, will underestimate him at first. I think he's going to get some yards. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. Hopefully he stays healthy. True. That's 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 the thing right there. All right, so for my second leading receiver, I have Cade Warner. Uh, I really liked what I saw out of Cade out of the spring game. He looked bigger. He looked stronger. Uh, and, Tyler, you, you brought it up, you know, about a big drop-off from the leading receiver to the second. And I completely agree with you. I I think you might only need five, six hundred yards to come in second. Uh, I think there's so many receivers out there that haven't taken over or won't take over enough to uh, that the ball's just going to be spread around. And so I got Cade Warner just being the starter, and he, he God, he looks good. So All right. here's just an extra over under for you guys. Then so over under three receivers over four hundred yards. What do you got? This year? Yeah. Over. Man, over, under. You're not going to do like a 3.5 or 2.5. You're going to nope. do flat out three. And you can't God, push. I, no pushes. I, I can't. I, I can't Be a push. man. Don't push. 
I, I guess I'll go over on that. I, I, I mean, I think three is the number. I, you know, I think you, you're really high on Noah, and I definitely get that. You know, I think the name of the guy that I would put up there that we haven't named is Wondell Robinson. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if I was going to throw one more guy in there, that probably would be the one. Um, I, it could be Noah, but I'd probably go Robinson a little bit ahead of him. Um, but yeah, I guess like, push come to shove, I'll go over. I mean, essentially, we just named uh, enough guys, right? J.D. Spillman, I, you had Noah, I had Cade Warner, you had Stoll. I mean, that's four guys just with what we named. I mean, unless you disagree with somebody, right? Well, okay, so, but here's the, okay, let's, let's back into some numbers here. Okay, let's say, conservatively, you have J.D. Spielman going for 700 yards, which I think all of us think he's going to be 800 plus. Okay, it, Derek, what was the over-under you said at 400 yards? Right? Three. Yeah. Okay. Three so, at 400. So three, guy, three, three guys at 400. If you have four guys at 400, J.D. Spielman, you're at 2,300 yards already at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's not, I mean, you had a couple more guys getting 200. I mean, you're going to be, if we have four guys hitting over 400 yards and JD does over, I mean, does what we think he can do. God, I mean, you might be looking at a, maybe Joe Gans is in trouble. Hey, you know what? You're looking at a 10 win season is what you're looking at. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. If you're expecting us to beat that 247 yards, I mean, Adrian Martinez had what? 2,600 yards last year, 2,400, 24, 2,600, somewhere in there. Yeah, he, threw, he threw the ball. He threw the ball to two people all year. I understand that, but if if he's going to get that twenty six, twenty seven hundred yards, and you expect him to get more than that, he's going to have to have some receivers with more yards. Like yeah, two thousand yards yeah, ain't going to JD Spielman, guys. I don't know what to tell you. No, you're you're right, Derek. But I mean, if eight hundred yards goes to JD Spielman, and you add a couple guys getting over that four hundred, five hundred yard mark, I mean, I think you look at two guys possibly pushing five hundred yards. Then you add a couple more guys in that three to four hundred, and you're going to see four to five guys. I think there's going to be a lot of catches to go around between Maurice Washington out of the backfield. The four tight ends I think will end up playing. The seven or eight wide receivers will end up playing. The depth is just it's not the same as last year. All right, moving on. Scoring offense. Uh, final six games of last year, we averaged thirty-seven points a game, which would have finished eighteenth last year overall. Instead, overall, in 2018, Nebraska was 57th at 30 points per game. So, Derek, 37 points a game, over or under? Uh, I really struggle with this one, but what I try to do with this is I try to just go through the schedule and think, who can we score more than 37 on? And I went through it. I, I counted as seven out of the 12 teams I think we can score more than 37 on. I think the teams that we will struggle to score on will probably be like uh, Ohio State, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa. And the one team I think people are probably not going to probably – you probably laugh at me for it, but Northern Illinois. I think we'll struggle to score on Northern Illinois. They play good defense. They don't play crap for offense, but they play good defense. I think we could struggle to score on them. Outside of that, I don't think there's there's another team on there we can't score well over 40. I think when you get into your South Alabama's, I think you can get into the 50s. Uh, I, I have it slightly over for an average just because I think we can score more than 37 on more teams than we can. Tyler? 
I, I'm going to go under here. Um, last year, only three times did we score over that uh, 37 points. And, and Derek, I kind of did the same thing with you on that. Uh, I think on the road at Illinois, I think we're going to have a hard time hitting over 40 or over 37 that game. They have 10 starters coming back and it's on the road. Um, you know, I, I think you look at Northwestern, Ohio State. I think I think there's going to be enough games. Where we'll be able to put in the low 30s. I'm not I'm not saying this offense is going to struggle, obviously, but I, I just 37 points, man. That that's a that's a very aggressive offense. Um, you know, that would be among the best offenses. That would be a top 15 offense. Yeah. Um, I think that would put us 17th. Uh, depends on exactly where we land in the 37 points last year. I mean, that's very explosive offense. I just, I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, I'm going to go under there. Yep. I'm, I'm slightly under as well. Uh, 34, 35 points a game. That's kind of where I have us pegged. Uh, let's go back to total offense. We already did rushing offense and passing offense. Tally them together. Uh, final six games. Total offense was 472 yards a game, uh, which would have ranked 15th. Uh, in 2018, we ranked 25th at 456 yards a game. Tyler, over or under? I'm going to go under there, too. You know, again, I, I feel like I'm coming off a negative on this offense. I, I, I think, Marie, you know, Adrian Martinez is going to, pass for 3,000 yards. I think you know Mo Washington has a shot to be a 1,000-yard rusher. Obviously, Adrian will get some yards running the ball also. But, man, I, that that's a very aggressive offensive pace. I I just think the hog mollies up front, I, I just don't think they're here. This, this is not their year. I don't think they're quite there yet. I still think we're missing another breakout wide receiver. Um, there are still a little bit of question at running back. I just think there's just enough just to keep us a hair, just a slight hair behind that threshold. Derek. Uh, I, I think you're discrediting kind of, I know, I mean, the guy's got 1200 yards over 1200 yards receiving and you act like he's just like no experience whatsoever. The, the guys, and, and, and let's not forget the guy went to Cal. Like it's hard to get into Cal. Like this guy's a smart guy. So picking up this playbook should be relatively easy for him it's not like it's a junior college guy who struggled with grades and you know like a jerome woodyard or a mike williams who you don't always know how smart they really are like this guy this kid's smart if he got into cal and he graduated from cal so we know he's smart i i, th- I think kind of i know you're completely discrediting uh again i i think that i think the pass offense takes a even like fairly large step forward I think the uh, run offense, like I said earlier, would take a small step back. Uh, overall, I think I think we'd go slightly over on this one. Really? Yeah. So you're looking at better than a top 15 offense. Yes. Based off last year's stats. Wow. Okay. I have slightly under. I, I think uh, we will take a slight step back from that uh, 472 uh, mark. But I'm going to – Truthfully, that's a good line, guys. That's a really good line. Oh, uh, absolutely is. And, and, and truthfully, if we were slightly under or slightly over, I probably wouldn't be disappointed either way. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, we could end up. I mean, and that's the thing about this. You, you, you know, people out there that said, "Well, you guys are not buying the Kool Aid or not drinking as much Kool Aid as Derek." I mean, guys, that 
that pace, Bethune Cookman killed the sp- killed the curve on that one a little bit. I mean, not as much. If you go back and look at the stats on that, it really didn't kill it as much as you think it did. Because all of our yeah. stats came in the first half. Our second half, when we brought Vedral in, we got no yards. Okay, fine. Minnesota then killed the curve. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, you look you, at you could say that, I but mean, you could also say that Illinois killed the curve on the uh, rushing yards. Shit, we had three hundred and fifty yards on, of rushing against Illinois. It probably did kill the curve on that. But I'm just saying, guys, I, I, I think Justin and I, even though we're going under, we still think this is going to be a very good offense. Oh, absolutely. Very, very good offense. So, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, let's talk about the rushing defense. Last year in the final six games, we allowed 215 yards a game, which would have ranked 109th in the nation last year. Uh, overall, in 2018, we finished 96 at 195.8 yards a game. Derek, over or under 215 yards a game rushing? I, I do think we'll get under on this. I, yeah. You know, we started the first six games where we were terrible and only gave up 177 yards a game. Uh, which would have put us at like 79th. I think we can at least get back to there. And I, I don't see a huge improvement because I'm still skeptical on this defensive line a little bit. Uh, but, yes, I think we improve on, on the rush defense. Tyler. I, I could throw something at you right now, Derek. I, I am so high on this defensive line. I, I think between the Davis twins, the Daniels brothers, DeAndre Thomas, uh, Ty Robinson, Casey Rogers. I mean, the names of guys and the newcomer, Jakeem Green. I I think this defensive line, I'm going to go on a limb. Of all the position groups on this team, that is our singular best. I think we are going to win the line of scrimmage. If our rushing defense is struggling at all, it's because of middle linebacker play. Most Most of these guys were here last year and they couldn't stop shit. Why is it all of a sudden under a new coach, a fourth coach in five years, all of a sudden they get better? Like Mike Dawson leaving, I think I think still hurts this team. I love Tony Tuyoti, and I think he will do great things here, but he needs more than a year to improve this defensive line. Okay, so so you're that's a fair point that the, a lot of these guys were there, but you know what, DeAndre Thomas and Daniel uh, Daniel uh, Damian Daniels were redshirt freshmen last year. They got another year. You can't expect a lot from redshirt freshmen. You bring in two big people, and Jakeem Green and uh, Darian Daniels. So those are additions. Casey Rogers didn't play last year because he was a true freshman. Ty Robinson didn't play last year because he was in high school. So yeah, yeah, we returned three guys that played last year. We're having four or five more guys hitting that rotation that didn't play last year or were not there. And so we don't I, even know what I we're getting it, out of them. Well, okay, but the, you're the guy who Noah wasn't here last year either. I mean, yes, dude, I mean, I'll, gi- I'll give you Darian Daniels because that guy's got at least some tape on him in, in a Power 5 school. but And he's in the same boat as uh, Noah. But you're talking about Casey Rogers and you're talking about DeAndre Thomas, guys that did nothing last year. They were freshmen. They, I mean, That's fine, guys. but to expect them to just jump forward and be these great players, I think is a little bold yet. Oh, I, 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 I disagree. I, again, I, I love this run defense right now. I think this run defense is not just going to hit the under on that question. I think it's going to be a pretty, 
I think this is going to be a, the safest bet of anyone we do. I think I, I am high on this run defense. Middle backer still scares me a little bit, but um, you know, Muhammad Barry is one of our best defenders. I think he's going to do enough there, and I do think we're going to win the battle up front. I'm Just way in on this. Where are hey, you at on this? I am way under on this. I, you know what? I thought this was so obvious that we should have skipped it. I, I really did. I thought, uh, if you don't think that we're going to be way under 215 yards a game rushing, I, I, I just think that's silly. I think there's too many pieces there on the defensive line. I mean, there's some quality dudes there. Well, well what do you consider way under? Because I got us going, even if we can just do the first six games where we got down to 177, that's a pretty big jump there. But it still only puts you at 79th in the country. So what are you considering a big jump here? I, I Well, I mean, from 109th last year with the line that we gave, I mean, we're easily at top 80. I mean, yeah, that's, about where I'm, that. that's about where I'm putting us. I just don't see it as improved as I guess Tyler does. I, I got us under 150 yards on the ground on defense. Which I think which, we only did which, twice last year. Which, once, which, once against Colorado that, and once against Northwestern. Which that puts us in the top fifty for defensive line. I, I will say this: the the only thing that if I, I if that gives me skepticism in this area is some of the backs we're going to face next year. Jonathan I mean, Taylor. Jonathan he's Taylor. Skew, he's going to skew the stats. The uh, Dobbins from Ohio State. I mean, it, I mean, you look at those guys. Uh, obviously. Uh, you know, Minnesota can run the ball. They're going to do some things running it. Maryland oh, has McFarland. Oh. I think McFarland's going to be good. I mean, we do. I, I do think we get the our lion's share of some tough running backs. But again, I think we're going to be at under 150 yards a game rushing the ball. I think this is going to be a strength of this team. I am not that optimistic, but yeah, I, I do think that we, you know. So relatively speaking, Justin, you and I are about on the same page more than Tyler. I, I guess so. I, I didn't realize it's going to throw out that 150 stat. <laughs> I had no idea. That 150, that's that's a little crazy. And, and, and look, guys, I'm not trying to trash on this defensive line. Like, they could improve. They could take a, they could take a huge step forward. But I just want to see it first. Like, for last, last year, we sat here and talked about how good this defensive line was going to be because we had all these great defensive linemen coming in. And they couldn't do anything. Well, let's talk about passing defense here. Uh, final six games last year, 207 yards a game, which would have ranked 43rd last year. Uh, overall in 2018, Nebraska was 78th at th- 237 yards a game. Uh, over over, or under on that one, Derek? Uh, I'm going to make Tyler's head explode here. Uh, I, I have over on this because, again, our defensive line cannot put pressure on a quarterback. They haven't done it for the last, what, five years? I don't know if they're going to start. The last guy we had that could put pressure on a quarterback was uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, we haven't had a guy that can do that. So that means we're going to have to blitz more, and I think that's going to put more pressure on our defensive backs like it did last year. And I think our defensive backs are okay. I think they'll, I think they'll do fine. But if we can't get pressure on the quarterbacks without putting pressure or without blitzing two or three linebackers, I don't know where that puts us. Like, all it does is make teams do quick screens and quick slants on you, and there's nobody to cover them. Yeah. Well, okay. You do kind of make my head explode on this one. I, but I do got under. 
I, I, it's a very slight under. I, I don't think we're going to see a massive there, but here's where I disagree. I don't think you're going to see the pass rush entirely have to come from the defensive line. I think you look at that outside linebacker position with Alex Davis, Ferguson, Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson, and Jojo Doman. I think that's a very good group of players. I think you're going to see good pass rush from then. Then I think you got to look into consideration what Lamar Jackson, DiCaprio Boodle are going to do at corners. I think both of them are two of the better teams on this defense. I, I think they're going to be able to pretty good lockdown defenders with good safety play um, and Cam Taylor coming in and making plays. I, I like this defensive secondary. I, I that That is a good number. I, I do think that it is going to be a harder number than that rush defense, but I am going to go under on that. I'm going slightly under as well. That's a that's a really good line there, 207. Uh, for around 200, I think uh, we're money right there. Hey, who do you guys think is going to be the interception leader this year? Tyler? I'm going to go to DiCaprio Boodle. The, the kid had no interceptions last year, um, but he had 15 pass breakups. I, I think he's going to get some stick He's going to get a little bit better gloves. And some of these are going to land in his hand this year. I got him leading the team in interceptions. Derek? I'll make a bet with you. He has more pass interference calls than interceptions. <laughs> no bet. No line. No line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Cam Taylor. I think this kid is – they're going to have him all over the field. Uh, he he won me over. You guys, I don't know if you guys seen the interview with him the other day. I posted it on Twitter. Yeah. But that kid, it just won me over. The kid – just has a huge smile on his face when he talks about hitting players. Uh, he just he he talks about how his high school coaches held him back because they made him be a quarterback. Like how many kids are telling you that? My co my coaches held me back because they made me stay on offense. Like it just doesn't happen very much anymore. This kid, I think he's going to be all over the field. You hear the coaches kind of ooh and ah over him. How about how they can pretty much play him anywhere. They've had him up at linebacker. They've had him in the nickel back. They've had him in corner safety. I, I think this kid's going to be all over the field, and I think he's going to come up with some big plays. Yeah, he, he was my number two. Uh, that's who I wanted to pick. Instead, I went with DiCaprio Boodle. I think he's, I think he's due this year. He's, he's going to have a big year. I, I really feel it. Sack leaders, guys. Let's talk about sack leaders. Who's going to be the sack leader, Derek? Uh, I got Alex Davis. Again, I don't know if our defensive line can put the pressure on, so I think it's going to have to come from a linebacker. And I think of all the things that have been said about Alex Davis, I think he's a great one to uh, pick up some sacks. Tyler? I'm going to go with Khalil Davis. Um, Yeah, I I mean, he had three sacks last year. I I, I saw him be very aggressive in the backfield. I think he's going to get a few more snaps probably this year. Um, I got him leading the team. I got Ben Stilley. Uh, he's our leading returner with five in 2018, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do it again. That, uh, e- really that, that easily would have. If I was gonna pick somebody on the defensive line, Ben Stilley would have easily been my guy. Yeah. Remember, not last year, the year before, he was our sack leader. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, last year he was our. He's either from last year. He's our re- leading returning sack leader. Returner, right? So uh, I mean, G- Gifford it, was our leading. Yeah, I just think he's gonna have to come from a linebacker again. All right, let's talk about total defense. Final six games, 420 yards, 421 yards a game, which would have been 82nd last year. In 2018, the Huskers were 94th at 433 yards a game. Over or under, Derek? 
Derek? Uh, I have slightly under on this. I don't think it improves a lot. I think turnovers is where you're going to see a lot of improvement. And I think, uh, like I said, I think the pass defense will probably slip a little, and I think the run defense will improve more to, to make up for that. But I think it will be slightly under. Tyler? If you've been following along, everyone, this is a simple answer. I got under. I don't really got much more to add than I've added. I, I think this is this is where we're going to make up ground from last year is the defensive side of the ball. Offense is going to be the same. I, I think that this defense is going to be much improved. Yeah, so overall in 2018, we were 94th in the country. So I just want to throw out some stats here that I think are completely fascinating. In the Big Ten West, uh, it seemed like every team had you know, either their second or third highest offensive production against Nebraska. Illinois, uh, they were 100 yards over their average playing us. Iowa, 29 yards over their average. Minnesota, n- 94 yards over their average. Northwestern, 135 yards over their average. Purdue, 66 yards over their average. And Wisconsin, 117 yards over their average. And you know what people want to say is like, oh, well, everybody did that because Nebraska sucked last year on defense. Well, you know what? Look at the other teams. Uh, Michigan, that was that was only 53 yards over their average. Ohio State, 51 yards over less than their average season average uh michigan state 38 yards less than their average troy was 136 yards less than their average i mean it was the west teams that got that got us good i mean they were unloading on us with that being said i think uh, we're gonna shrink that down a little bit uh i i have under obviously because i had under for rushing defense and passing defense so i i don't know where we're gonna be guys and I don't know if we're going to be uh, top 80, top 60, top 40 defense, but we're not going to be as bad as last year. Derek? I, I agree we won't be as bad as last year. I do th- think there will be some big improvement on this defense. But where I see the biggest improvement on this defense is going to be third down conversions, which we were atrocious last year. We were 105th in the nation, giving up 43.1% of our third down conversions. I think we improve dramatically there, and I think we improve on takeaways, which I think is what this is. This is essentially what Chenander's defense is based upon. He's going to give up his yards. He just wants you to take the ball away from him, and he wants you. To, you're going to have to get some stops on the third downs, which we'll we'll get better at that. But all right, real quick, Tyler, leader in tackles this year. I mean, there there is no easier question than you're going to ask probably today. It's Muhammad Barry. Derek, I, I gotta agree. He led last year. The guy's all over the field. I, bar, barring any dr- drastic injury or anything, the guy's easily shush. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> he's easily shush. your leading tackler. Yeah, he plays the position that uh, gets all the tackles anyway. So, yep. All right, uh, scoring defense. Uh, final six games, twenty-four points a game, which would have been forty-third last year. In 2018, the Huskers were 88th in the nation at 31.3 points per game. Over or under, Derek? Uh, I got to go a little over on this, and part of it is because of the Bethune-Cookman and the Michigan State game that really skewed that number, I think, a lot for us. Uh, 
I, I know I, 24 points is pretty tough. I think that's pretty, pretty tough for us to stop teams, too. So I think it'll be slightly over. Not It won't be near the 30 that we had last year, but it'll be a little over, probably about 25, 26. Tyler? Yeah, of all the defensive ones, this is the toughest one for me. Um, you know, Derek said it really well. I'm just bullish on this defense. I'm going to go under. You're going under? You think the black shirts are back? I think this, yeah. I think I, I mean, what 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 are we saying? What is tw- what is twenty four points a game in statistics? Forty third last year. I, I I think I think this has the opportunity to be a top forty defense. I've said it all along. I think it's a lock to be a top fifty. I think it has the chance to. Again, I I I could have flipped the coin on this one. Um, this was easily the t- toughest one for me. I just at the end of the day, I am bullish on this defense. Can, well, can, I, just, can right. I just say? Can I just say one thing? I hope to God that our offense is as good as I think they're going to be, and our defense is as good as Tyler thinks they're going to be. Because if that's the case, we're going to be twelve and zero this year. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, Tyler. Derek's right. Uh, Michigan State and Bethune Cookman they skewed those stats a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. <laughs> Single digits in each of those games. 24, that's, that's too tough. That's, uh, that's too many points. Our, the offense that Scott Frost wants to run is too fast-paced. The defense is going to be out there. They're going to give up some points. They will give up some points. 24, no. Over for me. You know, but I do think you – okay, real quickly, but I do think you have South Alabama and Northern Illinois who – I think Northern Illinois has a good defense. I don't think their offense is going to do much. I think you look at those couple games – I think you're going to make up some ground there. I, I, I do, and honestly, a lot of these Big Ten teams are not known for explosive offenses. Like, I'm not worried about Wisconsin coming into Lincoln scoring 30 points on us. Until I'm just they play not. Nebraska. Like, yeah, I this, mean, this happens every year. I mean, Justin, you mentioned it earlier, Illinois don't score a lot of points, and they come in here and they put up 36 points against us. I mean, granted, we scored, what, 55 on and them? And a bunch of yards, yeah. And that was last year, but, Ill- but look, Tyler, I, I just, I just don't we see that Illinois offense is going to be better too. So yeah. Anyway, hey, we got to move on, guys. We're uh, running late here. Uh, let's get into our MVP session here. Who's your offensive MVP, Derek? Uh, I we can glaze over this pretty quick because I think Adrian Martinez is the only answer here. So Tyler. We could have said that on three and all had the same answer. If Justin, you go a different way, I'm going to punch you in the dick. No, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's Adrian Martinez. Yeah, the the whole season revolves around the success of Adrian Martinez. J, JD Spielman could compete for that. Though. I will say that JD Spielman. If I had to go with the number two, it would be that man. Okay, uh, defensive MVP. This is a little bit tougher, Derek. I went with Alex Davis. I think he's going to be our sack leader. I think he's going to make some plays. I'm, I'm kind of going more off of what the coaches are saying about the guy. Seems like he's really picking up this defense a lot better now. And he's fast. He's big. And yeah, I, I think he's I think he's going to be the most improved player and the MVP. Tyler? So Derek crushes me for saying guys like DeAndre Thomas is going to take a step forward. And he goes with the best defensive player being Alex Davis. 
I'll leave that alone. But I'm going to go with Carlos Davis on this. I think Carlos Davis has the opportunity to be top three in tackles and top three in sacks. But I think you got to look at what this guy did last year. He played at nose tackle a lot of the season, and that's not his natural position. I think you look at him playing a little bit more of that defensive end, which is more of his natural position. I know the coaches, there's been rumors he may not start. So this may be a long shot, but I, I am very high on the Davis twins. I know Derek is too. I, I, I've been high on them since we recruited them years ago. Um, I, I, I think Carlos Davis just has a breakthrough year, finishes top three in sacks and tackles. I have Mo Berry. He's going to be the tackle leader again. He's all over the field. He has a motor that won't quit. I mean, he was easily our defensive MVP last year. I don't, he's not going to be unseated this year. That was my number two. <laughs> yeah. And truth be told, that's probably the smartest answer. I just tried to switch it up a little. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Hey, offensive newcomer of the year, which is defined as a player that was not on the roster last year. Uh, I had to throw that out there after last year. Anyway, yeah. Justin would go last year. Justin went with people that like had playing time. Well, they didn't play that much. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. I went, I went with Jacob Winemaster last year because he redshirted. Yeah, but didn't you have him as your defensive MVP too? I mean, no, he was my newcomer were, of the year. You were absurdly you guys old, torched Jacob Winemaster. You guys torched me. I think I think he wasn't just like your defensive newcomer of the year and MVP. I think it was like the guy most willing to spend the night with. I mean, <laughs> we're all over his nuts. Hey. For my for my offensive newcomer, I'm going to go with Dedrick Mills. You know, th- there is a little bit of a hesitance at Husker Nation with these JUCO running backs. You know, we had uh, Greg Bell last year that kind of burned us, but I think you got to get out of that with Dedrick Mills. You got to look at what he did at Georgia Tech. The, the young man ran for 771 yards and 12 touchdowns in just nine games. Um, the, the, he, he played really well at a Division One Power 5 school. Um, do I think he's going to do that kind of production? No. But I, I think he is going to be a very productive player. I think of all the newcomers on offense, he's the guy I got number one. But he's not going to lead us in rushing. Right. All right, Derek, who do you have? Offensive newcomer of the year. Uh, well, I kind of tend to agree with Tyler. Like, we shouldn't discredit this kid. He he did play well at Georgia Tech. Uh, but I go with the guy I've been all over tonight and stick with kind of Vinoa. Like, the guy had 56 uh, receive, receptions and uh, six, 788 yards uh, in 2017. 2018, he got hurt, was out quite a bit. Uh, but when he was healthy, the guy had 788 yards receiving in an offense that doesn't tend to throw the ball enough to get receivers a lot of yards. So I, I'm sticking with kind of I know because I think he's going to make a big difference in this the offense. I have Diedrich Mills as well. I think he's going to be our leading rusher. So, of course, he's going to be my offensive newcomer of the year. All right, defensive newcomer of the year, Derek. Uh now Tyler's really going to hammer me for this because I'm going strictly off coaches to coach speak here, but uh, they're they're talking so big about Quentin Newsom. Uh, sounds like he's kind of all over the backfield too. Uh, if I could have went with Cam Taylor, I'd have went with him, but I think Quentin Newsom's getting a lot of speak, so I'll go with him. I think he gets enough backup time that he comes in and makes a pretty big name for himself. Tyler, I'm going to go with Darian Daniels. I I I think right now he's pegged to be a starting player. I think. 
his addition in the middle is going to allow guys like Ben Stilley, the Davis twins, Yonta Thomas to really play in their natural positions. Uh, I, I, he may not light it up on the stat board, but I think he is going to be a very key component of what the uh, defense is going to look like this year. All right, my defensive newcomer of the year is going to be Luke Reimer. This is the Jacob Winemaster pick of 2019. I'm rolling with Luke Reimer. I love what I'm hearing out from the coaches. Derek, you're talking about you're making your pick based off of coaches. Hey, coaches and players are saying good things about number 28. Look for that guy on the field. There's not a lot of depth right there. There's not a lot of depth there at uh, middle linebackers. So this dude, come on, man. Barrett Rube was all over him. He sounded pretty confident on what this kid could do. If he can pick pick up the defense well enough, he may get quite a bit of playing time with the lack of depth there. Seeing some of the clips uh, coming out of the practice today, that was pretty damn impressive. Uh, Yeah. Luke Reimer, man. All right. <laughs> you guys didn't rib me as much as I thought that you would. Well, kind of, yeah, you guys well, are on board with it. Here's the reality with him. I, I think unless Nick Heinrich gets healthy, I, I do see him being the number four inside backer. Now, how often we go to our fourth best inside backer, I don't know that answer. But I think that is a much better answer than your Jacob Winemaster, who, like, I I'm spring he, game, by the way. Oh, my God. Got, he had a great spring game, <laughs> great spring game, and uh, and he was like buried on the depth chart, and no one thought he was barely gonna play. What do you have? Twelve tackles last year. If he hadn't gotten injured, no, it was like fifteen, I think, thirteen, maybe. Hey, but you know, if he hadn't gotten injured and retired from football, that would be my number one defensive MVP. Hey, <laughs> all right, moving on. Hey, we got uh, we got to talk about our uh, Nebraska record you know last year or last week we were talking about how we had nebraska ranked in the big 10 right you guys had them winning the big 10 i had them second in the big 10 uh west. each of you had 10 and 2 in the big 10 west in yes the big yes 10 i'm west. sorry i apologize big 10 west last week uh who do you guys have them losing to and let's talk about these derek uh I have them losing to Ohio State and Wisconsin. So those are my two losses. All right. Well, just to recap, Derek and I both had them 10 and 2, and Derek and I both have them losing to Ohio State and Wisconsin. Um, You know, I think you look at a team like Wisconsin, I just, as much as I don't know if they're going to be there, I think they're going to be better than some people think, not as good as some people. I just, till we beat them and the physicality they bring, I don't see it. Ohio State, I still think, is too talented. I, I, I don't believe there's going to be a big drop-off with Ryan Day running that show. Um, a really quick, interesting thing that I was talking to someone about, if you look at really good coaches that left the program at their peak, like a Tom Osborne and uh, Bob Stoops, you look at these guys that left the teams, you usually don't see their predecessor have a huge drop-off. I think Ryan Day is going to do fine. I think yeah. he's going to do some really nice things there. Um, Ohio State was running. I think they keep running. Um, so those are the two losses I got. I right. I had Nebraska going to nine and three, uh, six and three in conference. And my losses are: I agree with you, Ohio State. We're just going to lose that one just a little bit. 
Man, I, I think we're going to get upset by Minnesota. I'm counting that one as a loss because we're going on the road. Uh, and Minnesota, they're going to be a little bit better of a team. They had a strong finish last year. And then also, it comes down to this game for number one in the West in my book, Iowa. And I think we, uh, I think we dropped that one, guys. So, so Justin, I really wanted to get into this last week. What yeah. is it about Iowa that you feel that doesn't favor the Huskers? Why do you like the Hawkeyes more than Nebraska? They are, they've owned us, man. They've owned us, plain and simple. What well, define uh, own us? What is it about Minnesota? That's the one I can't. No, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Let, let's stick with that. I gotta go. I gotta wrap it up. Let's let's finish Iowa, then let's rag him about Minnesota. We lost by three points last year against Iowa. Okay. On the road. Yeah. And what did we do the year before? And the year uh, before that? Mike Riley. And the year before. All right, it Mike doesn't Riley. matter. Mike it doesn't Riley. matter. Bo Pelini. And Bo, I mean, and Bo Pelini won. In his oh, that's right. Year. He won his last game against Iowa. Still got fired. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't see it. And, and that's cool. I mean, that's why you guys have us going 10-2. and two. Uh, I, at least I have us beating Wisconsin. Why we um, haven't beat? We've beat them once in their worst year since we've been in the Big Twelve or Big Ten, and then they turned around the Big Ten championship and destroyed us. Until we can prove that we can beat Wisconsin, I can't. I can't. So I can't consciously predict us to beat Wisconsin. No, but we Nebraska comes off of a bye headed in that game. Uh, with that don't mean extra, shit. Half the time Nebraska comes off a bye looking like to, shit. With an extra week to prepare. And Wisconsin plays Iowa the week before. I, I think that's a recipe for success at home. Whereas I just don't against Iowa. I mean, I, I just I, I I guess my thing on Iowa is if Nebraska is going to lose a game, and this is just I guess where I'm at on this team, it's going to be because we can't stop an opponent. I think our offense is going to do what this offense is going to do. It's going to put up yards. It's going to put up 30, 35, 40 points. I think against teams like, again, if you look at the teams I have losing to, against the two best running backs, I'm high on this rush defense. I think we're going to stop almost everyone. Okay. The two running backs I don't think we're going to stop, Ohio State and Wisconsin. I I just, I think both of them are going to be able to run the, get the ground game going, and that's going to be the recipe for the disaster of this season. Um, Look, I don't, I don't think we're a 12-0 and 0 team. I don't think we're an 11-win team. I really don't think we're a 10-win team. And so when I'm looking for games that we could possibly lose, these are the games that I thought that could be trap games that I think we can lose. Well, I was not a trap game. But let not, me ask not you this. a trap this. game, but it is games that will drop. I mean, come on, guys. Seriously? We're not going 12-0. We're not going 12-0. No, no we're, not. we're not. But I don't know why Iowa scares you more than Wisconsin. That blows me away. But even worse is Minnesota. Yeah, we beat them fifty-three to twenty-eight last year. And I mean, I know it's at home compared to on the road, but we beat them fifty-three to twenty-eight. Their their defense has no no clue how to stop Nebraska's offense. They I mean, they finished the year strong. They yeah, because they play, they beat they beat three teams that everybody wants to give them huge credit for. They beat six and six Purdue, seven and five uh, Wisconsin, and seven and five Georgia Tech. Like everyone wants to go, oh, they're so great because they beat these three teams who are barely over five hundred. Really? I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're great because I have them like just barely bull eligible. And yet you think we're going to lose to them? 
I think we dropped that one on the. I, I, I tell you, I think we, I think we have a better chance of losing Colorado than we do Minnesota. I, I think we have a better chance to lose at Purdue against and than Colorado. Purdue's got or too much shit Minnesota. Moving around. But, yeah, but, but 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 my I guess my thing is let's let's get off the losses here. Can, let's just can I I bring this up? I'm throwing this on the spot. You know, the last few years I I've looked at the schedule, looked at my notes of previous podcasts. I've always felt there was a game we are destined to lose. There is nothing we are going to do to win that game. You know, last year it was against Michigan. Didn't think there was a shot we could do to beat Michigan or Ohio State. You know, the year before that, it, I think it was at Penn State. I didn't think there was anything we could do. We were never going to beat Penn State. What? But you can go back through. This is the first year, objectively, that there is not a game on this schedule that I'm like, oh, yeah, we're screwed. And, and as a Husker fan, I, I know there's a lot of optimism because Scott Frost's second year, but are you guys with me that that's a component of this, that there is not a game on this schedule that, like, makes you shit your bridges at this point? Absolutely. I mean, I can, you know, for every game, when I was going through each and every single game here, I was thinking, I was like, you know what, that game is winnable, or it's not losable. I mean, I, I could see a scenario where we could win each and every game. So but what you're I, I know saying is we could go twelve and zero. We could, but we won't. I mean, <laughs> we're not. We're just not. So, so let me ask you this real quick, and Derek, I'm going to direct this one to you. So, we, me, and you, ten and two. Give me the number one reason if Nebraska falls short of expectations besides injury. What would that reason be? Ooh. Uh, I'm going I, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, it, you know, it's going to be hard to live up to the hype. I We all assume that Adrian Martinez is going to take a huge step forward because that's what Scott Frost quarterbacks do. And, you know, there's no guarantee. Uh, so I, it, we talked about it earlier. Our season is completely hinged on what Adrian Martinez does. So if there's a reason for what I mean, if there's some reason that Adrian Martinez doesn't take this giant leap forward like we hope he will, and like what all Scott Frost quarterbacks have done, then we we could lose four or five games maybe. You know, we had a interesting poll question a week and a half ago. What is more likely in 2019, a five and seven season or a 12 and 0 season? How did you guys answer that? I, I went twelve and zero. I, I and and for the I, and honestly, Derek. I mean, I you hit it there, man. This season relies so much on Adrian Martinez, and there is a term in college football called the sophomore slump. And and if that happens, we're not winning ten games, and we're not winning nine games. This could get bad. I mean, we have a lot of games on this schedule. While I don't think there's a we're going to lose this game. I, I I think there's a lot of game from Colorado to Iowa. I, I think there's seven or eight games in there that are not guaranteed wins. And so it's Adrian Martinez, man. And and so I went five and seven on that one. You you did vote five and seven. I went five and seven. Okay. Would be more would, would be more likely. Would be more likely. Derek, how did actually, you answer that question? Well, first of all, I thought the answer was which ones would be more surprising. Uh, yeah, you're whatever. Uh, which which one would be? More I, I went with five, five and seven. seven. I look at a schedule, 
And Tyler, I'm opposite of you. I look at the schedule, and I cannot find seven teams on this team on this schedule that should be able to beat us. I, I can't find seven teams that could do it. But like you said earlier, like I look at these teams, and I'm going, there's not one team that scares me. There's not one team that I sit here and go, there's no possible way we could beat these guys. So I, I think the more surprising re, uh, result would be five and seven. But like again, I've drank a lot of Kool-Aid. So All right, guys. You guys ready to get to last call? All right, yeah, let's, let's do a last call. We, we haven't done enough to talk about practice nuggets uh, with these past episodes. Not that there's been a ton out there, but uh, let's get into some practice nuggets here. For last call. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call goes out to DeAndre Thomas. Recently, he was named by his co- position group coach as the MVP of camp. And I think this just goes to the overall theme of what I was talking about defensive linemen is, my God, if he is talking about as being a legit starter, which we've heard he is, I, no one saw that coming. I mean, this defensive line group is stacked. Um, I, I guess my question to you guys is, uh, like, how how excited are you for what you expect to see out of him as an individual and that defensive line group as a whole? Oh, I'm totally, I'm totally stoked. the The improvement that we're hearing out of that unit is, man, that's what that's what makes you think that we're going to have a very successful season. Four coaches in five years. I want to see some proof in the pudding before I get too excited. But the most optimistic one on this podcast about this team, I don't know how this is the position group that doesn't get you jacked up. Because there's no consistency. And every year we say they're going to be great, and they haven't been great yet. So I just want to see a little proof. I want to see them be great before I just sit there and go, oh, that's the best position group we got. Jakeem Green comes in. Oh, my God. Justin, you go. Go ahead. I can't deal with this. Uh, Derek, last call to you. All right. So back in the spring, there was a lot of ooh and ah of Lamar Jackson and his play because he threw a receiver down. And Justin kind of made a joke about how it was just a it was just a walk-on receiver and it shouldn't have mattered much. And me and Tyler kind of sat and talked about, well, it's good to see this aggressiveness out of him. Well, he kind of got knocked down a peg today, boys. Uh Ramir Johnson was running down the sidelines, apparently lowered his shoulder and put him on his ass. So, to get put down by a true freshman, eh, it's got to be a little humbling, I think. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you know, I was going to, I was thinking about that today. I was like, who was I talking about uh, back in the spring where you guys made a huge. Did we even talk about that on the podcast? I think we did. Oh, we, we did, did talk. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you guys like thought it was a great big deal. I was like, yeah, but who was it? It's like uh, some no name, and but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Tyler, I'm gonna flip this the opposite way. I think that gives me great optimism for this depth that running back with with Mo Washington maybe being up in the air. Um, you know, right now you're looking at our third running back. I got Wyatt Missouri being that guy, but hey, maybe Ramir Johnson's gonna come in and steal some thunder. I I I take this. The opposite way. All positive right now for this Husker fan. All right, my last call is not anywhere near as interesting or fascinating as that, but I think it's something that's really important to the Husker defense, and that's the return of JoJo Doman. 
This is a guy that I thought would actually get some run in some of these defensive categories, whether it was sacks or uh, total tackles or whatever. Uh, He was back in practice, which is a relief to me because prior to last week, I had had no idea that he was going to be sitting out uh, or was going to be missing practice. So I'm a big JoJo Doman fan. So yeah, I don't know. Am I over dramatic, Derek? Well, yeah, a little bit maybe. Uh, for, first thing people need to understand is the only reason he was not on the 110 man roster to begin with was sounds like it was all precautionary. It was more recovering from previous injuries. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to add this guy into some of my sack leader, some of my. You know, like like Utah, I, I almost would have put him in my defensive MVP, but I just don't know if this guy can stay healthy. I mean, I hope he does, but it's been a problem in his career. And again, I, I hope I hope for his sake and for Husker's sake that he stays healthy. But I yeah, but you didn't know that he was going to be. No, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. he was going to be out either. Yeah, I mean, so I, th- I think it's uh, welcoming news, Tyler. Well, you're right, Justin. It is welcoming news. And I will tell you, if, if I am the coaches, I look at JoJo Doman like a pitcher, a young star pitcher. And I have him on a pitch count because that guy scares me with healthy. But the thing that's intriguing about this whole deal to me is when you hear Scott Frost comments on it, and it didn't sound like this was a completely coach's decision to leave it off. It was a lot of JoJo. Um, it sounded like he wanted to stay here in Colorado, rehab a little bit. I really wish I knew where he is rehabbing. I could have checked in on him and gave the guy a hug because it seems like he needs one. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> creeper I, alert. Derek, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you. JoJo was a guy that I, you know, I considered up there in the sack leaders. But now I, I'm hoping the coaches have him on a pitch count and they, they don't overwork the kid because. I think when he's on the field, he's a playmaker, but his de- detriment is he can't stay healthy. So um, he, he's going to play. He's going to be a factor. But, yeah, uh, I'm glad that he's back in practice, and I'm glad he's going to be on a plan. One little note on the people that joined the uh, roster, the 110 that was initially on, is Ronald Tompkins, the, the high school kid that came in. I've been super hype on him. I'm going to continue to hype that bandwagon. He joined the 110 roster today. Awesome. All right, guys, great episode. Uh, again, for all of our listeners out there, we got great news to report next week. Can't wait to uh, give you this news. But legendary, like this, this, legendary. this to, like, like to me, <laughs> like for the people who listen, I think we've got a we got a few news bits, and I think coming up, and, and, and I think this is going to make the podcast take it to the next level. It's going to go to legendary. Yeah, I think so. Legendary, Derek, do you, do you agree? Wait for it. Don't right. fart. No, apparently you guys didn't watch uh, How I Met Your Mother because that was a big reference from there. Legend, oh, wait right. for it. Dairy. Dairy. There you I go. Just, I just saw your face. I thought of farting. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Oh, God. Hey, on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week, and as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.